This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. Presented by BetMGM. Good evening. Welcome in back to the futures here. Another edition here on the BetQL Network. I am one of the two hosts of the show, Brandon Sprague, out here in beautiful Portland, Oregon. Lucy Burge, my great host over in Boston, uh, joining us yet again. Good evening, Lucy. How, uh, how was the weekend? Good evening, Sprague. It was fantastic because I don't know if you've heard, but the Red Sox have not lost a game yet in the spring training. And all of the haters oh. who at the beginning – of, of spring training said, you know, the Red Sox stink. Everyone's freaking out because there's going to be a bridge year, terrible season. They are the undefeated Boston Red Sox, ladies and gentlemen. Look at look at this team go. I am so excited about this, yeah. about Red Sox spring training, about the fact that this team has not lost a game yet. They've tied a couple, but that's still, they're keeping pace with other teams. And I will be seeing the Boston Red Sox on Wednesday against Puerto Rico. I'm flying to Fort Myers tomorrow. I cannot wait because it is freezing cold in Boston and it will be in the 80s in Florida the next few days. So I can't wait for that. But Sprague, how was your weekend? Uh, it was good. My basketball team went one and one. Uh, we lost on Saturday and then we had a makeup game today. We won that game pretty comfortably. Um, so we're yes. sitting there at four and three on the year. They're fighting fifth graders of my daughter's basketball team. Other than that, it's, uh, it's flown by. It's completely flown by and to the point where I, I put the headphones on to do Back to the Futures, and I sit down, I'm like, damn it. Like, anytime I do this show, I'm excited, but it's also kind of an indicator that the weekend is over for me. It's like, after the show's done, I'm going to have dinner, and then I wake up at 4 a.m. the next day. Like, I'm not doing much after this. So it's, it's, it's like fun, but like also a little sad once this show ends. It's like, the weekend's over, have fun, here you go. But... The sports palette was great. Uh, I had a little Major League Baseball check-in. I don't do a lot of spring training. Like, I want to ask you about your trip, but I don't do a lot of watching of spring training. I kind of follow my team and see how things are going. Uh, I had Major League uh, uh, a, a, a MLS. Portland Timbers played yesterday. I had a UFC fight. I bet on John Jones to, to win in under four and a half rounds, cash that ticket. Uh, I watched a little F1 where some guy committed multiple penalties before he did anything. Um, and I got uh, the PGA tournament, the Arnold Palmer Invitational. I lost that bet because I picked Scotty Scheffler. He finished fourth. Oh, yes. And uh, had a little trailblazer basketball. So it's been a busy weekend for me, but I, I'm jealous of you because one of my bucket list sports items, you know, sports bucket lists can be pretty, pretty, pretty deep. 
I'm jealous because I've always wanted to go to spring training, fly to Arizona, or for me, fly to Florida and see my Atlanta Bravos. You get to go to spring training, and I, I think you're going with a family member. Like, what what made you want to go this year? Why did you dive in? And is has, has spring training been on your sports bucket list for a long time? Yes. Yeah, so I went to spring training with my family in 2003, four and five to see the Red Sox, the best years to go because it was before they won the world series, the year they won the world series. And then after, and the, the atmosphere is incredible down there. Autographs galore. I am going now for the first time in that many years, like 20 years or so with my brother, we are going to, yeah, leaving tomorrow. And the, the beginning of this idea was that my brother is, he's a teacher. So he's on spring break this week and the flights new Haven just started a new airline service to Fort Myers, uh, a Velo airlines and the tickets are pretty cheap. So my brother was like, why don't we just do this? And so that was kind of the beginning of it. Why don't we do that? See one game and it's a great deal to fly down there. So maybe mm -hmm. get a little plug in for a Velo airlines and, and see where that goes. But no, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> we love a Velo airlines. Oh, but so uh, it'll be an interesting thing to kind of, we want, to test it out because we grew up near new haven so our, our parents are still there my brother's still near there so it's not a long trip to get to the airport it's it's quick it's easy we're, we're testing out really the airport system and the airline system more than anything but then so yeah we'll go down there just spend some time back in fort myers and then go to see uh, the red sox play puerto rico which will be nice but my big thing with going more so than spending time with my brother or the airline or whatever is that it will be warm and i can't wait for that no it's, mm. it's gonna be fun but no i i can't wait for it to be warm and to just be in the sun and so I would say spring training, if I had not been yet, would be my bucket list item. But in a similar vein, my bucket list sporting event would be a World Series game. And I know a lot of people say Super Bowl for this, but I the Super Bowl almost seems like, and I might be alone in this completely, You, if you go, it's like too much. Like there's too much stuff happening. There's like, it just seems like too much. But a World Series game, that would maybe be my bucket list item. So uh, it's funny, like we do the show together and you're leaving for spring training tomorrow. My, my radio show out here in Portland, my co-host is leaving for Arizona spring training on Tuesday. That's right. And it's just right. like, great. Everybody around me is going to the sunshine in the 75 to 85 degree weather. And I'm, I'm stuck here in 41 degrees, rain and wind every day. And I'm going to stay pale white for the rest of my life. That's just what my destiny is. Spring training's on my list. Like, again, as I mentioned, again, my, my sports bucket list is pretty deep. I, I think, though, I was thinking about this earlier of, like, what is my sports bucket, like, game, event, whatever. I think mine is probably always going to be, and it, it seems like it's the most unobtainable, is probably the Masters. I was like, going to say I, it's I probably love, the Masters for you. <laughs> I love golf. It, it's, you know, it's, it's like one of my passions. I love to play. I'm not a very good golfer, but I love to play. And the idea of going to Augusta in April to go watch some big name that I like potentially win the Masters, and just to see the facility, to see how the grass is cut, the azaleas have bloomed, to I don't even like pimento cheese, but to like eat a pimento cheese sandwich, to spend a ton of money in the gift shop. I, I just I think that whole experience would be would be really awesome. I think that's my number one. I've been to an NCAA tournament game. Um, I've I've been to some huge college football games. Um, I've been to some NFL games, but I haven't been to a playoff game. I haven't been to a Super Bowl. 
those would be fun, but I, I, I'm trying to think outside of the box a little bit, and I think mine would probably be the Masters. If I could go take the Masters in from Thursday through Sunday and, and just be there the whole, you know, four rounds and watch whoever emerges win and, and just be there to say I saw it. The Masters is a great one because just even watching it on television, it is so relaxing. The birds chirping and the yeah. flowers and the atmosphere is so great and calm. But the thing that uh, maybe not calm if you're watching your favorite golfer and, and he's teeing off, but the thing that would drive me nuts is you can't bring your phone in. That would drive me absolutely insane. You have to Wait, why would that leave drive your phone you in your car because I wouldn't have my phone. I would, I would break out in hives if I didn't have my phone and there was no Wi-Fi and there's I, I spring, I would, I would lose it. I would, I, my brain, I can feel it start sizzling if I don't have my phone and it just starts going oh, nuts because I don't know what's going on. I'm missing things. I'm missing texts and I'm missing things on Twitter. What's going, that's why this week, this is like my vacation, but I'm still good. I cannot be like, okay, no Twitter on a vacation because I, I just don't need to do that. But it's all, it like makes my brain itch to think about not having my phone. So that would be, if, wow. I, if I was, yeah, that would be tough for me. I would last maybe five minutes at the Masters, which is like the biggest Jeez. event ever. And it's like, you come in, but you can't exit. But I'd be like, out of there. I can't, I need to check my phone. The funny thing about that, I'll say this, and then I, I want to get to some combine stuff. We got We got a lot to talk about tonight. The last thing I'd say on that, uh, my co-host also actually went to the Masters a few, the year before Tiger won it, actually. He missed Tiger by wow. a year. And he mentioned the phone thing, and I was like, that's kind of wild. And we had listeners that were saying, like, what if – God forbid, but, like, what if your dad suffers a medical problem, like a major medical problem? And how did – nobody can get a hold of you. You're, you're there for, like, all day. You don't find out until you get done being at the tournament and you get your phone back at the end of the day. That's the one scary part about not having your phone. Other than that, I'm complete opposite. If we could get rid of cell phones today and just go back to having landlines, I'd be a-okay with it. I could live in that society again. I think I'm, I'm, uh, on, I'm on my phone too much. I think we're all uh, on our phones too much, and oh, yeah. we should be calling each other on landlines like it's 1992. See, that's what if, – if we had not gone forward from landlines and it was just landlines now, I'd be fine with that. Landlines I had really no problem with. It is fewer ways for someone to ignore you because if you are waiting for like a guy to call you, but the landline – like you didn't – get the call on the landline. It's like, Oh, I must've been out or something. And there was no answering machine, but mm -hmm. now it's like, well, there are many opportunities and he did not or that person was supposed to call me at this time. And maybe they, it, the, the whole thing is just very complicated, right. but we've gone too far for me to go back to landline, but landline, I didn't mind when it was at that time. Yeah. But I, I didn't have as many guys calling me the way that they probably were calling you back. In the oh, I didn't either, but, but I could imagine uh, <laughs> 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 well, that's landline era. Me was not, no, <laughs> That well, I, uh, I'm jealous of you. I think it's going to be a fun trip. You get to go with your brother and take in some Red Sox baseball. It's going to be a good time. Um, speaking of a good time, NFL Draft Combine uh, is going on at the NFL. It just happened this weekend. And, I look, there's a lot of players we can talk about. I, I think I want to start with Anthony Richardson. He seems to be the, the guy who took the weekend away. Uh, he is now on the board at plus 750 to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. His odds have been boosted, I'd say, the last two weeks. And then he went with his measurements. Um, he ran a 4-440. Uh, he had a combine record for quarterbacks at a 40-and-a-half-inch vert. He's 6-4-and-a-half. He's 244 pounds. He is an absolute specimen of a player and Bryce Young ended up being kind of the opposite of that. Do you think a team with these combine results 
Lucy, are going to dive into Anthony Richardson, and he is going to be the first quarterback taken off the board. Would you take those odds of him being the number one pick in the draft at plus 750? I might. My thing is I agree with Dan Campbell. And I think the combine is dumb and not the best indicator of which player will be taken first and that their their measurements or their broad jump is not the best indicator of that. But looking at Anthony Richardson this weekend, he blew everybody away. He was a absolute beast, 10-9 broad jump and, and like the, the whole thing. So I after this weekend, it might change things. And it also, I think, depends on meetings with coaches and other factors rather than the physical aspects of a player. Take Bryce Young, for example. I don't know if people freaked out about his height and weight and how short he is and how he had gained weight, but his height was listed on the Alabama website as six feet. And he is not six feet. He is 5'10". So then everyone's mm-hmm. saying, well, it's like on dating apps. Whenever you list your height as six feet, there's no way that that's right. It's never correct. But I don't think that that difference is really going to make a, a team more weary of taking him first if they're going to take him first anyway. The height mm. difference, I think, look at tape. Like Dan Campbell said it perfectly. Is He judges it by tape and the meetings with the players and not guys out there in their pajamas just running around. I would say look at Bryce Young's tape and you look at him at the combine and what people are saying about his height and weight. And then you look at tape of him and it's like, yeah, this guy's really good. And you wouldn't even think, okay, he's 5'10 and like debatable 200 pounds. So we actually just got this back from Chicago. They helped us out. So right now, actually on BetMGM, Richardson's not plus 750 to be the first pick. He's plus 350 to go first overall. So those odds have boosted. They started at plus 10,000 a week ago, and they're now at plus 350 to go first overall. This I remember when Baker came out, the odds kind of did this too because nobody was talking about Baker. It was like Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold. And then, like, you know, it, it was probably a little closer to the draft, but, like, as we got closer, it just suddenly was like Baker shot right up. Now, I can, I can speak for every guy in America and every guy working on this show You say two inches isn't that big of a difference. It's a massive difference, especially to most men. Never underestimate what two inches means to most guys. And when you're running an NFL franchise, I would actually add that as a bigger impact for the quarterback spot. Bryce Young's measurements, Lucy, came in exactly like Kyler Murray's. And Kyler Murray, big comparison to Kyler Murray. Somebody made a really good spot, uh, a really good point on this. Kyler Murray. I'm not a big Kyler Murray guy. I thought that was a mistake to give him a franchise contract. Kyler Murray is an elite athlete. Say what you want about him as a leader. I think Bryce Young's probably a better leader. But he, you see Kyler Murray can't stay healthy. He has to scramble a lot to get away from the pocket so he can see things. Like, Bryce Young's going to deal with that. No, by the way, Bryce Young, he took some wicked hits in college. He's going to take some wicked hits in the NFL. You get guys bigger, stronger, faster in the National Football League. I, I just – I think Richardson, this is a good bet. I think you get the bet in now if you can. I, I think teams are going to be impressed by this, and I, I understand his college numbers weren't impressive, but Josh Allen, Cam Newton, those kind of comps, I think, are what NFL teams are going to sell themselves on if they want to go Richardson at number one overall. 
Yeah, I think that's a great bet, especially how he showed up at the combine and what he did. But one thing Bryce Young said, too, was he said, I've been this size, respectively, my whole life, which is just not true because you can't be 5'10 your whole life. Would you 5'10 in third grade? No way. No, I think I think it, it was interesting to see the the hubbub hubbub about Bryce Young's height and the difference there made for some interesting. Let, Twitter let me fodder. ask you. We got about 40 seconds left. I put you on the clock right now. You're GM. You know what Bryce Young's resume was. You know what Anthony Richardson was. Who will you take mm. number one if you need a quarterback? Anthony Richardson, based on uh, – I say, I say that about the combine, but the the way he stood above you the You take rest, the project. Literally. Yeah, you take you do. You a 40-inch Vernon, a 4-4-40 at 6-4-2-4. I mean, that is nuts. Like, you have nice. to take the size, and you have to roll the dice. I'm not a big Bryce Young. I don't. I don't know if I believe in that. A couple more uh, combine things to carry over, and then we'll get to the NFL news or the NBA news that happened over the weekend. Talk some NBA futures. That's next. Back to the futures rolling on a Sunday evening here on the BetQL Network. Back to the futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Check out BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. I hate baseball fans so much, and I'm a baseball fan. It's so predictable. It's so damn lame. Some fans complain that it's the higher-ups. It's baseball that doesn't want change. And then when change happens, oh, 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 my God. Uh, it was a spring training game, and they ruined it. It was anticlimactic. Uh, they can't do this. Yes, they can. And they have to do this. They're doing the right thing. I loved every second of it. Oh, no, the rules don't change because it's the end of the game. The rules don't change because the game's on the line because you got a couple of strikes on you. That's the rule. Oh, you're not? You're out. Take seat. Game over. That's how you've got to rule this. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth. Presented by BetMGM. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. 
Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sports bettors, wrap up your day with BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Starring Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew on the BetQL Network. God, that looks so ugly. Yeah, I can't, you can, I can't watch injury videos. Are you watching it on replay? Yeah, it's What's so, wrong with you? It's on Twitter. It just keeps like, looping. You're, yeah, just scroll. What are you doing? Your I, face. You've got bitter beer face right now. He crosses over, goes behind his back, and he kind of like shifts over and then just... You're the person that got handed like a gym bag that smells horrible. And you're like, here, I tell you to smell it, and then you keep smelling it while it's, it's disgusting. It smell like? Let me smell Ugh. it again. I no, am no, investigating I more. because I'm investigating. Okay. It's like, oh, this is, is this eggs? I smell sulfur. Is there cayenne pepper in this? What did this person put in this bag? Do your socks smell like this? Or did you leave food in here? Disgusting. Oh, is there nothing nastier than that? BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Get locked into You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. With Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Like if you want to take a shot on a team to just to win the conference, and then they'll play Boston or Milwaukee and they'll lose, but whoever you want to bet on to win the conference, I wouldn't talk anybody out of any of these teams. Honestly, Phoenix is like this looming team, and we just have to kind of see, A, can they stay healthy, and then B, how all the, feet, uh, the pieces fit together. Denver has this incredible home court advantage, but that doesn't seem to ever go into the playoffs. It only seems to be like a, a regular season. So like they're flawed. They're the least flawed, but they're flawed. Memphis can't score in a half court game. They're incredibly flawed, even though they're very good. Golden State's old and can never win on the road. I mean, like you could go further down and like try to make cases for those teams too. Like Pelicans, if Zion comes back, if you like one of these teams, I do. I do think it's open. You better you bet three to seven p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. All right, welcome back in. Back to the futures here on the BetQL Network. Lucy Burge over in Boston. Brandon Sprague here on the West Coast here in Portland, Oregon. Good evening. Hope everybody enjoyed their weekend as uh, we slowly turn into Monday as we wrap things up here on the BetQL Network for the week. Uh, Tune in bright and early for all things Back to the Futures. Lucy's going to have the daily boost all week. She's going to be on all the BetQL shows as well as one of our great BetQL talents. She's getting ready to, uh, well, I guess this week you're going on vacation because you're going to Florida. But for those looking for usual Lucy Birds content when she's not on vacation, you can check her out at Lucy Burge on Twitter, Instagram. You can find her. And as I mentioned, the Daily Boost does a great job on that uh, as well. Lucy, we were talking about the NFL Combine, and it seems like you and I ended where we're both like, hey, if it's Anthony Richardson or Bryce Young, we're taking the project. We're going to take Anthony Richardson here. And I, I, it's nice that we agree on this. Who is the second quarterback? Let's, let's say Bryce Young's removed here for whatever reason. You got C.J. Stroud. You've got Will Levis. Like, where do you think teams are going to be eyeing quarterbacks once you get past Bryce Young and you get past uh, Anthony Richardson? Like, do you think Stroud goes before Levis, or do you think Levis will surprise some folks? Levis seems to think he's got one of the strongest arms in the NFL right now, and he's not even in the league yet. Right. Well, I hope he does go ahead of C.J. Stroud, and it's not just all talk because he is talking a big game here um in in the combine saying his arm is a cannon 
and he has more dedication. He said, I think I've got one of the stronger arms that's come out of any draft class in recent memory. And he said, I've got a cannon and I want to show it off. So I think if he can really walk the walk uh, that he's talking the talk, then he he could go ahead of CJ Stroud for sure. And he and I, side note, Sprague, so he and I went to the same middle school. So last night after the combine and everything, I thought, why don't I just like reach out to him on Instagram and just see, see what happens. So I just said, hi, like I, you know, we went to the same school. He responded and followed me and now we're friends. So friend of the show, Will Levis. And, uh, and now oh. we, you know, if you, if I'll ask him to come on sometime and talk about, you know, his career in the NFL, because I do think that a team, he will have a high status here and be one of the top picks and will be a successful NFL player because he's got the first step and he's got the confidence. So I think, I think there's a good shot he could go ahead of CJ Stroud. Uh, very quick. So you guys went to the same middle school. I know you guys are separated in age, so obviously you weren't in the same about class. About ten years. But... Oh yeah, it was different. But it's a small school, so not many people who like you know of really went there. So it's very interesting. Right. And uh, and he was like, oh, that's you know good to whatever. So it, it was it, it's a nice connection to have because it's a very small school and uh, and it's just very. Uh, it's interesting. Not many people come out of, of there that you really hear about. And they don't really have football, so it's it's interesting. Um, Are to, you to a mayonnaise and coffee person then? Is that a middle school where you went thing? Or is that just is that just Will Levis's weird thing? That is just him. Because I wish it was. That would be a very interesting fun fact throughout college, through yeah. icebreakers and stuff, to have that as a fun fact. But no, unfortunately, it was not. He also eats bananas with the peels on them still. And he did say at the Combine, and I think he was trying to save face a little bit with coaches and, and people like that, where he said that a lot of that is just for show, that he does that. like he doesn't, Which is kind of disappointing, honestly. I wish he, he really did that. But I don't know mm. how you eat a banana with the peel on. That just doesn't seem, I feel, it feels like you're, I don't know. It would, I don't know how that, that wouldn't go down so well in, in my opinion. Also, I would rather, like, would you rather drink a cup of coffee with mayonnaise or eat a banana with the peel on? I think I'd rather die. <laughs> than do either one. I, 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 I uh, think you're saying what I, I think, I think what you're really saying without saying it. So I'll say it for you because I don't share a middle school with Will Levis. He might be a damn good NFL player. I don't know. Uh, I think you're saying this is psycho murderer uh, uh, attributes. Yeah. I think you're saying this yeah. is psychotic behavior to eat a banana with the peel on and mayonnaise in your coffee. I don't know how else but, you would describe those kinds of things. Right, but don't you want your quarterback to be a little bit off, like a little bit crazy and like a little bit – Not just, that off, so no. Yeah, no. That, I mean, that's pretty mm – -mm. yeah. Yeah, but mm -mm. Yeah, they're, they're, mm -mm. quarterbacks have done crazier things. I can't think of anything at the moment that maybe anyone's done that's crazier than that, but probably, right? I don't know. That's pretty uh, That's pretty nuts. Mayonnaise and coffee. Yes. The banana thing somehow – the banana thing somehow gets me more. than I could do a cup of coffee with mayonnaise, theoretically, maybe once Oh, in my life. yeah. I mean, the mayonnaise will appear eventually. You stir it in. You get a little bit of a cream-type flavor. I don't – yeah, there's probably a yeah. weird taste to that, but like I don't understand why you would want to chew a banana peel, let alone eat it with the banana inside. That's just that, that's odd behavior to me. I will say there was a lot of impressive things from the weekend at the NFL Combine. We'll get to this job Morant thing here in a second. I think the two things that stuck out to me, and it's not a surprise because these two players uh, ultimately ended up being part of one of the greatest football teams we've ever seen in Georgia. 
Nolan Smith's combine numbers, the linebacker from Georgia, Lucy, I think have maybe potentially put him in the running for the number one pick in the draft. I know Will Anderson's there as well. Uh, but what Nolan, Nolan Smith did uh, this weekend was absolutely insane. And Jalen Carter and Broderick Jones, Jalen Carter returned from his, his arrest. You know, he posted bail. He returned back. He interviewed with teams. But uh, Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle, he ran a sub-540. Broderick Jones is a massive human being at offensive tackle. And I think Broderick Jones made himself a ton of money this weekend. So those are a couple other players that I thought really sold out and did an exceptional job in their combine workouts and probably made themselves a couple extra millions of dollars. Definitely. Also, the Jalen Carter thing, I I know that some teams might overlook what happened, but I don't know how you can. It's a major character issue because this is not the first time that he has had an incident like this. Not that anyone has died, but he's been pulled over for speeding multiple times. And not that that's a bad, I've been pulled over for speeding too, but reckless driving, absolute reckless driving. And I don't know if, if I'm a coach, I would be really concerned about what mm. you're dealing with when it comes to a quarterback for your franchise for the long term. And can he lead this? T- I don't know. It just, I don't know if that should keep him from being drafted where he he would have been before but it just Hmm. it seems like a a character issue to me that I wouldn't overlook Uh, as a coach well so a couple things real quick he's he I mean he is one of the greatest defensive tackle prospects we've ever seen right he might be Aaron Donald 2.0 which is like if a team gets Aaron Donald they're going to be through the roof but I hear you I would also say like in the trust tree of things I, I had 12 tickets on my record at one point I would say six of those were from speeding. It's idiotic yeah. behavior. It was really dumb. It was obviously reckless. I wasn't speeding in and out of traffic. I just free balling down a highway from Seattle to Portland. But like yeah, I had that when I was like 19 and 20 years old. I don't have any of those tickets on my record anymore. If you check my record, I'm an outstanding citizen. You can, you can recover from this. The, it, the story's odd. I think there's a lot to question with the local Athens police and the way they handled this as well. I, I'm not one that believes Jalen Carter cost himself that much. I think a team's going to draft him and a team's going to go, yo, you're taking Uber back and forth from your apartment to right. facility. You're not yeah. driving. We're, we're going to handle this until you show us some stuff. And so I hear what you're saying. Lyle Collins went through a worse situation, I guess. Well, not worse, but, you know, a similar situation. He fell to the seventh round. He's been nothing but fine since he got drafted. I, I just I think teams are going to talk themselves into getting past the Jalen Carter stuff. Broderick Jones, by the way, 6'5", 310. 6'5", sub-540. That is un-effing believable. But I think Jalen Carter is ultimately going to find a home in the top 10 still. I'm sure I'm sure he will. I think the fact that somebody died, though, in this changes it oh, slightly. Sure. Horrible. But again, yeah. I've been pulled, I think I've been pulled over, I think four times. And those are again, not on my record anymore. But one of these reports said that he was going 70. And I was like, Oh, that's not that. Oh, that's normal. I don't know what the speed limit was. <laughs> but that seems that's my speed limit, personally. Right. So I uh, that's the, yeah, the, <laughs> the speed minimum, quite frankly, but uh, no, I uh, that I, I think there's more to the story. I think you're right here. There's definitely got to be more to this. Um, let's get to some futures here. Ja Morant, star guard for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. This is back to the futures on the BetQL network here. Lucy Burge, 
Daily Boost, BetQL Talent, and uh, Brandon Sprague out here in Portland. Ja Morant suspended two games after a video. The Grizzlies lost their game to the Nuggets on Friday, and Ja Morant decided to spend postgame at a strip club, uh, shirtless, recording himself on Instagram Live and brandishing a gun. And this comes just a few days after a report from the Washington Post stated that Ja Morant this summer was involved in a basketball game at his house with a 17-year-old in which he reportedly uh, and allegedly, should be noted, punched the kid at least 10 to 12 times in the head uh, and then returned with a gun on his hip and his shorts, holding the gun, kind of threatening the kid. Uh, And also there was a story that in the mall – his mom had a back and forth with a finish line employee. They basically threatened the security guard's well-being. The security guard called the cops. Nothing was filed. The Indiana Pacers also filed a, a thing to the league about a post-game incident involving a laser from potentially a gun. The NBA found no wrongdoing there. But he's now been suspended for two games. He's on very dangerous territory here. Grizzlies are uh, currently seventh in the uh, NBA Finals futures bets at plus 1,700 and sixth on the board to win the West at plus 800. Uh, just w- what do you make of this John ja Morant story? And, and you know, it's not to say that they're, they need to be tied together, but just kind of curious. We're on a betting show. How you view the Grizzlies betting futures right now? Yeah, well, I the first thing I saw this headline, and I thought it had something to do with the multiple other incidents that had happened involving John ja Morant or John ja Morant's family, and I thought it was like some kind of update. To, no, this was different. This was completely different. And the fact that you think about it, and you're like, well, is does he have a license for that gun? Is it really that? Is it, it's not you know a concealed? What I don't I don't know what the laws are when it comes to guns and what state when, and is it like, is he doing anything illegal? The optics are not great. The optics are really bad for that. And I saw a lot of athletes responding to it and none of them were really, I don't know, Paul Pierce defended him. I saw some athletes say, somebody said like he needs a, some figures in his life to really whip him into shape or get him, get him right. And somebody responded and said his dad is literally at every game. He has people in his life who need to steer him in the right direction. His family's around him. His family's also involved in these incidents. So I, I think that's maybe, I don't know what the issue really is because John Morant then released a statement and said, I need to handle stress better. So is he saying that going to a strip club with a gun and going on IG live with a gun is how he de-stresses? It seems a little bit extreme to me, but also Paul Pierce tweeted that after he got stabbed, he carried a gun everywhere and that i don't know if that's the issue really is just like you don't have to go on ig live from a strip club with it is is maybe the the issue here but i i think in terms of futures there's also other things that are going on with the grizzlies that are this doesn't help this doesn't help injuries and things yeah. like that that this doesn't Brandon help Clark, his team. Achilles. yeah yes yeah. And it's just not helpful. Like none of this is helpful, John Morant, to anything. When it comes to Grizzlies futures, I don't know if it would. I mean, maybe in the long. I don't know if in the long run it will affect their futures to win the title, but it could. It's sure, certainly in conjunction with all the other things that are happening with the team. Certainly could. Uh, I've been off the Grizzlies for a while, actually, even before the Jaw stuff got revealed. They they have Dylan Brooks on their team. I'm out. A team that has played Dylan Brooks that many minutes, I, I'm not trusting that. Dylan Brooks takes stupid shots. I thought it was really funny. Dylan Brooks stressed to Stone Cold Steve Austin before a game, which, by the way, Damian Lillard already did that. And somebody quote tweeted and said, Austin, three for 16. And I everybody thought that was hilarious because that's kind of what he does. He shoots three of 16 in a game. He shot two of 11 that night. 
Like when oh you have a player that takes that many shots and is that um, that off percentage wise, like you can't trust that. So I, I don't buy their futures even before the Josh story. The Josh story makes me just absolutely no way. You add the Brandon Clark thing, super athletic dude um, that can help them defensively and on the boards. Definitely don't trust it. The sad part here is he hasn't done anything necessarily to this level, but like he just had his first shoe line revealed and it's released. Yeah, Nike. He just signed a $200 million contract. Like he is the, fa- he's one of the faces of the future of the league. Yeah. I don't know how you he don't was see wearing. This and... No, so he was wearing yeah, the ahead. chain that Nike had just given him in the all-star break in the video. Yeah. So Nike yes. then had to release a statement too. So he represents a lot of entities that his face is on, his name is on, his brand, and kind of let them down with this because these are not the optics Nike's looking for, not what the what the NBA is looking for. It, it's just it's I would say concerning that this is what he's doing. He, and he he doesn't come from a situation that like warrants the behavior of the background. The background yeah. is like middle to high uh, income financially grew up, didn't grow up in a, you know, a real poverty stricken area. And and a lot of people think this is like a front for, Oh, I, I feel like a certain way. And I got to fit in with certain people. I got to please certain people. It's sad. And you know, this better than anybody out in Boston. Like sometimes pro athletes do this. They feel like they have to prove themselves to be something more than just a pro athlete, which is sad, but like Anna Hernandez popped in my head and I hate that I Definitely. go there because that's obviously a much worse situation than what we're dealing with. But I, I hate seeing this man. Jaws a, a star, and he keeps going down this path. It, it can get dark pretty quickly. Um, so I'm out on the Grizzlies' futures. Some college basketball talk. We got conference tournaments coming and the NCAA tournament. Zach Kroll will jump on and give us his thoughts on how to bet the futures of the college basketball. That's next. Back to the futures in the back. Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Sports bettors, wrap up your day with BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Starring Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew on a BetQL network. You're playing the AL Central, right? And you got to pick yeah. one win total. White Sox bounce back here with all that talent, 83.5. Twins, 83.5. Or Guardians, 87.5. 87.5 for the Guardians. You're going back to the Guardians yeah. this year? Sox will let me down like they always do. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. 
Check out BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. I got to admit, Joe, I had a Michigan State plus five and a half ticket. It's one of the worst beats I'll ever have. When your team shoots 73% and they scored 106 points in college basketball, you've got to cover as a dog. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth presented by BetMGM. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Start your day with a daily tip presented by BetMGM. Featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. JJ Piccolo, Royals General Manager and Executive Vice President of Baseball Operations. He has been with the Royals since 2006. What do you think of the new rules and do you like him as far as helping speed up the game? I, I definitely like him. Uh, we've played three games and all three games have un- been under two hours and 30 minutes, but I think more importantly it, they've been clean games. The game's moving well, the defense is played well. Um, So I think there's some residual effects to speeding the game up, which will make our game a better game. So I I am in favor of the rules. I know we're going to go through some funky situations like we did the other day with uh, the Braves and Sox, but um, you know that's why we're doing it in in spring training and eventually everybody will get used to them and probably won't even notice them a month or two into the season. The Daily Tip, weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Spring is in the air, and BetQL wants to help make you a winner. This is the XFL. You just have to take into account scoring is not going to look the same. I'm going to put a small amount of money on every under. Bet against Paxton Lynch. That's my favorite bet yes. of the year. We're checking the ice. Like to bet on the NHL like I do. Remember a couple of things. It's definitely a money line sport. Like the value in the Conn Smythe market is, and there isn't a case. Getting you ready to have a winning march. I'm not just sold on Kansas. just going to run through everybody. And Gonzaga would fit the same description. Putting your money on the Sixers, you are just wasting time. I'll have 0.0 cents on them, and it'll be one of the things I'm the most confident about. They're sitting smack dab on the bubble. And giving you home run content. Looking at Trey Turner, he should be considered for the MVP. Get like an 8-1. to one. I might look to play Juan Soto. Our bad pitchers now going to be able to perform better because of the pitch clocks. It's going to be like more unders this year in Major League Baseball. Stream the BetQL Network anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. Or Twitch TV at BetQL. Presented by the kings of sportsbooks, BetMGM. Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. All right, welcome back in. Back to the futures here. We're going to wrap it up, our final segment of the night on the BetQL Network. Brandon Sprague, Lucy Burge here with you. We are, uh, Lucy, we're rapidly approaching March, uh, March Madness. It's almost time for bracket seasons where we all fill out a bracket can i ask you real quick i i may have asked you this last year but um my mind is blanking do you fill out more than one bracket are you more than one bracket fill out person i do one bracket because that is all that i can maintain i cannot keep track of three to five brackets and people who are in different pools god bless you that's a fun thing to do but i again baseball season starts at this time which is where a lot of my focus is generally so when it comes to March Madness I have a lot of fun filling out that one bracket but it is just one bracket for me okay I used to be I used to like doing two to three mainly because I just like filling out a bracket like it's fun to have sure. a 64 team although now it's like 68 cross it's kind it off. Of a, a, yeah it's it's a weird thing yeah. but like I 
I admitted this publicly years ago. I got shamed. I got so shamed that now I only do one and I, I won't even fill out two for fun. They, they what shamed happened? me into having, yeah, they shamed me out of having fun. And now I just kind of follow the rules of society oh. and I fill out one bracket. But even though I lost that, I still get excited to fill it out. Now, I, I've always been honest about this. And I think, Lucy, you've kind of talked about this a little bit, too. I just don't follow college hoops enough during the regular season. And we get to this time every year. And all I can do is see what Vegas thinks. And Vegas is telling me a lot of mixed messages this year of, like, what they think and who they think are going to win, potentially, the NCAA tournament. And so that's why we bring on our trusty and esteemed producer, super producer, as I call him, Zach Kroll. He does a lot of college basketball coverage. He's going to be at the Big East tournament. He is on Twitter, at Zach Kroll, Z-A-C-K-R-U-L-L. Give him a follow. He's great. He's informed. And he's a rising star in our business, especially in the college hoops world. We bring on Zach Kroll now. Zach, uh, thanks for hopping on, man. I know you're, you're doing a hell of a job behind the scenes for us. But um, I, I want to run through this real quick, okay? This is the updated odds as we get closer and closer. Current national championship favorites. Houston at plus 600. Bama plus 750. Kansas plus 850. UCLA plus 850. Arizona, who UCLA just beat at plus 1200. Purdue, 1200. Baylor plus 1300 this is vegas telling me seemingly there is no real favorite and that all of these teams are basically the same am i me am i reading that correctly yes greg i think an overwhelming theme that we are going to see in this ncaa tournament is the fact that the teams on the one line they're just very vulnerable compared to what we've seen in the past you have houston a team that has only lost two games all season they've been playing really well but at the same time, they were pretty fortunate to get by Memphis today. And Memphis is really the only team in their tournament, that, in their conference, that's going to make the tournament. Houston, they've only played one NCAA tournament team in the past three months. Now, that's not their own fault. It's just the schedule and the conference they're in. You also look at Alabama. We know everything that's been going on with Brandon Miller and the situation over there. We know that he's going to be playing in this tournament. But since uh, the news came out about him being linked to the case, Alabama has not covered a game. So they're a team that I'm feeling a little confused about right now. Kansas, the defending national champions, they lost uh, last night. So I think the overwhelming theme in this college basketball season is just the fact that this thing is wide open. I think the odds tell you that, and this is going to be one heck of a tournament. Yeah, so Zach, uh, I have a question for you because last year I picked Providence to win it all. And this season I had my eye on Providence to, again, have that spark, have that energy. What is going on with them? Because as of late, they're a disaster. They are losing games. They are not covering. What do you see going on with them and where they fit in in this picture? Yeah, well, Ed Cooley's done a really good job with that program. The thing that's so crazy, like, I don't think people realize or expect Providence, the fact that they're this good, the fact that they're going to be in the tournament again, that, that's a really good season. That team last year that won the biggest regular season title, they lost all five of their starters, and Ed Cooley went to the transfer portal, got Bryce Hopkins, they brought back Jared Bynum, and Providence up to the last, until the last two weeks, they've had a really good season. But in college basketball, sometimes it's just hard like that. Like, sometimes you just hit a rough stretch at the worst possible time. And Providence has been such a good home team for the majority of the season. And then they lose outright their last two games is pretty, not huge favorites, but as a three and a half point favorite to Xavier and a six and a half point favorite to Seton Hall yesterday, like I might be leaning to bet towards the bet against the Friars of these next few weeks. 
I had uh, them at minus Zach? eight against Seton oh. Hall. Minus eight. <laughs> and they, they did not cover. I was disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lucy, you mentioned you mentioned pre-show, like Providence has been unstoppable and the two times that they lose at home, you there happen to be the two times that you go all in on them. Correct. Yes, that is what happened. So I, I guess I won't be betting on Providence anymore just for the sake of them and Ed Cooley, who I love. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Zach, Zach, let me ask you. We got conference tournaments starting up this coming week. And, you know, one conference out west, the Pac-12, like my, my alma mater is irrelevant. They're at the bottom barrel of the, the, the conference title odds. But UCLA, they just beat Arizona. That was a huge win for them. Uh, they won the Pac-12 regular season title by a few games. Arizona's there at plus 210. USC at plus 800. Oregon is a top four seed at plus 1,200. I think realistically, people are kind of eyeing Zona UCLA. Like for you, UCLA, one seed and easy favorite in the Pac-12, or are you eyeing a potential upset in the Conference of Champions? And it's so upsetting to hear that, Spray, because UCLA and USC, Bill Walton's squad, they'll be out of the Pac-12 pretty soon, which is going to be super unfortunate. But I am in on UCLA. At least I was in on UCLA, and I'll explain why. I really like this team going into the season and everything they've done throughout the season. I think Mick Cronin is a really good coach. This team still has some very important contributors that were still there two years ago in 2021 when they made the final four love tiger campbell that's a veteran playing guard that is just a winner he knows what to do in every situation jaime hawk has the pac-12 player of the year he's unreal but ucla's most important player jalen clark he left the game against arizona last night with a lower body injury and last i heard was that he was going to have an mri today we haven't heard back from that yet but ucla needs him their best defender and just one of the more improved players in all of college basketball Back in the lineup, I really like this UCLA team. Uh, I believe right now they're fourth or fifth on the board to win the national championship, mm-hmm. and they are plus 110 to win the Pac-12 tournament. In terms of, like, the conference tournament, I think at that number, at only plus 110, not knowing the status of Clark, I feel like there might be other options with a little bit better value to jump into in the Pac-12 tournament. But as long as Jalen Clark is healthy, I think UCLA is a very realistic national championship contender that I might just pick. I'm a big fan. So, Zach, my pick to win it all this season, all of March Madness, is UConn. And just kind of by default, because I am from Connecticut and Providence, I don't I don't know if they really have it this year. But do you think that UConn, who is in the, the top of the odds, really, the, the top crux of them, do you think that's where the team is? Are they that good? Can they get hotter at the right time? And is it feasible that they could pull this off and win the championship? Yeah, Lucy, it's crazy because I feel like when I'm watching UConn, I feel like I've just seen like two or three different teams throughout the course of the season. If you remember, UConn, they climbed all the way to the number two team in the AP Top 25 around December when they were just beating opponents left and right easy. And then as soon as Big East Conference play starts, they drop a couple games and and the panic starts. They fell almost out of the rankings completely. But this is a team that has won six games in a row. They've been playing really good basketball, had an impressive win last night over Villanova. And yeah, I think they are a realistic national championship contender because here's another thing. Uh, The Big East tournament, we know that's at Madison Square Garden. We know that's UConn's de facto home arena that their fans just love to take over. And the regional semifinals, the Elite Eight and uh, the the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight in the East region, those are going to be at MSG as well. So if UConn is in the East region, 
and they have to play Sweet 16 and Elite Eight games at MSG, which is basically a home quarter uh, home court advantage for them. I think that's what you really need to keep an eye on. If you see UConn seated in the East region, that might be the time to officially get the future off on them or even do it before if you're that confident. I, I'm not even – I'll just say this. I, I'm not – I'm not from UConn. I've never been to UConn. I grew up, though, with Jim Calhoun and Khalid Alamine and Rip Hamilton. Like, I, I've always kind of liked UConn. Then you go to the later teams with Kemba and Emeka Okafor. And, I mean, they've, they've had some – I like that UConn is good again. They went kind of in the, yeah. the dips a little bit with Kevin Ali, and it took them a minute to get out yeah. of it. But I, I like that UConn's relevant. They're one of those teams in college hoops that I enjoy seeing on my television. Let me ask you about the ACC – Miami wins the regular season crown by winning yesterday. Virginia's kind of right there. You know, college game day, of course, they go to Duke in North Carolina for their stop, even though it's absolute crap that that's the game. UCLA-Arizona was a much bigger game just from a resume standpoint, but they choose UNC-Duke because it's UNC-Duke. Duke gets the road win. What am I to make of North Carolina, a team that basically brought back a national championship-appearing roster and they've had nothing but a disappointment. Do you think the, the Tar Heels get into the tournament? And do they have value to you as a sneaky team to get back? Or are you completely off the Tar Heels based on what we've seen all season? Sprague, I got to say, I think I'm out. And I think yesterday was the last draw, losing at home against Duke. That's a game you had to have. And I understand that Duke, they wanted to come, they came to play. They wanted to get revenge for what happened last year with UNC ending the Coach K era. But this Tar Heel team has just been so disappointing throughout the season. And it's not only the fact that they lose, they look uninterested in playing every time you watch them. And they're going to have to win at least two to three games in the ACC tournament in Greensboro to hear their name called on Selection Sunday. I'm out on them, but I will say I do like Duke. I was impressed with the victory on the road at UNC yesterday. They have a roster full of future NBA players. It's just a matter of turning things around and getting things there in the first year of the John Shire era without Coach K. I think Duke has a lot of talent, and if they put it all together, they could be really dangerous. Zach, how many, just real quick, how many brackets do you fill out? Just one. Come on. Oh, interesting. See, I get shame. One one is, yeah. Okay. Yep. I mean, I think you should, it, it's a free country. You should fill out as many brackets as you'd like, but I also, I think one is, is good. But if you'd like, you know, to fill out 10 Sprague, I think you should go for it and let nobody bring you down. Don't let the haters bring you down. Let's wrap it up with this. I asked both you guys a question, Zach, a two-part question. One, uh, real quick, Zach, one, Alabama winning is the NCAA's worst possible nightmare in CBS, given everything, yes or no? Yes. Okay, and then who is your guys' picks for the World Baseball Classic? What's the country you guys Ooh, Dominican Republic all the way. If you look at that lineup, it is stacked. Good luck to everyone else if you're not all the right. Dominican Republic. Got to be you yours. Let's go. You're Let's out of town. All right. Good stuff. Lucy, have fun in Florida. We'll talk to you Thank guys you. next week. Thanks for tuning in. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network.